Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Audio Frontier. Welcome to Wrestling Daft Marks. Healing from Larbert. Weighing in at 185 pounds. I am John, producer of Wrestling Daft, host of this very show. And with me, a man who is bigger than one of those massive fishies that Robson Green catches. It's Big Alex. Oh, but how does the fish Robson Green catch to Jeremy Wade's river monsters? Oh, Robson doesn't even come close to Jeremy. I have been watching a lot of kind of daytime television with Robson featuring, and the boy loves a massive fish, like, loves a massive fish. Where are you finding the time to watch daytime television, John? Just when I'm, I'm working from home and it's on in the background, you know, Robson Green, man among the people. You're a more cultured there, sir. I mean, he's not taking the piss of these working from home situations. <laughs> You're a more cultured man than me, what it's normally on in my background. Unless it's late and the chase is on, it's normally Judge Rindle. So, eh. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> wrong with Judge Rindle. That man right over there is the weed writer for Inside the Ropes, and his name is Gary Cassidy. How are you doing, Gary? Not too bad. I've just thought that Judge Rindle would probably be an excellent wrestling valley. Judge Rindle be... would be really good in the wrestling wouldn't he be would he, would he yeah. be as good as he was at the ballet because was he not on dancing was, with the stars or something like that i uh i think he was on strictly come dancing he was, strictly, he was on strictly i he was on strictly i know judge render that's a great shout for a wrestling manager he'd be really good at that icw if you're listening there's your next booking um you'd render would be quite expensive with a suspect though i, don't ah, think I guess cheap. so Mm, there we go. Anyway, if you've got a celebrity you think should be a wrestling valet, let us know, please, on our Twitter. I'm sure Rab and Grado would love to do something like that on the show. Um, yeah, uh, Gary, we 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 sent you some homework last week. We said we said go and find out what tartan it is that Drew wears. Um, did you were you successful? No, but um, mainly for the lack of trying, I reached out uh, about an hour and a half ago. So hopefully. <laughs> We find it maybe at some point during this show, but I would guess more likely next week, if at all. Okay, okay. Um, this is the Wing It show. I took a day off yesterday. Uh, so things are going to pop in from here, there, and everywhere today. <laughs> and we just kind of cobble it together as we go. But what else would you expect from Wrestling Daft? However, we will still have your buddies and putovers from the big shows as we talk about AEW, NXT, and Raw and SmackDown. We're on the Wrestling Daft Draft, heading towards Fancy Booking Island, and we'll find out who was able to book someone from AEW and Impact into WWE's main event picture in the best way. The votes have been counted and verified for that. Um, and our quiz is back, WrestleMind the Buzz Knox. It's our music-based wrestling quiz, hosted by the man, Big Alex. Which we're yet to see last week's punishment come through on social media yet. Yeah, about that. I haven't done that yet. No, I, I, I need to construct... The, the punishment was last week that because I lost, I had to um, dress up as The Undertaker like in his cameos and do something for that. But that will happen. That will happen. I promise. Yes, I just done it that you had to host this full show with your eyes, ro- eyes rolled to the back of your head like <laughs> The Undertaker. I can't do that. I can't do it. I've tried... <laughs> 
I think it's one of those things that you do try, that you do try in the mirror and try and do an Undertaker, <laughs> and can he do it? Can anyone do the Undertaker eye thing? I think See, so. I think you're diverting, John. I think no, it's that's, that's not working, Gary. That, no, no, that's no. the best I can do then. Nah, no chance. Nah, nah, no chance. It like a little bit of diversion here, John. <laughs> why just why is it get what will happen right it will happen right well to... can I, I think we need to add something to it now you're late you also have to dress one of the kids up as paul bearer to stand next to you <laughs> <in the mirror. laughs> yeah, yeah i don't even know how i would do that um i might have to run that past my wife but um I, do you know what while we're, we're talking about do, uh, imitating wrestlers i've got a very embarrassing story to tell you guys right has anyone <laughs> Has it, I got a haircut. You can see I've got a haircut, right? Whose hair do you think this looks like? A little bit, a bit John like Cena. A bit like the Miz, right? Okay. I went in right now. I usually go into the barbers, and I'm usually a kind of three all over guy. Just sit down, three all over, boom, job's done, up the road. Um, however, I've decided. Do you know what? I'm going to get a bit of a style. We short batting sides. We short batting sides. Bit of length on the top. We got a wee bit of style here. Whose wrestling picture do you think I went in and showed the hair? Oh, no. Oh, no. The honky-tonk man. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Just because that we better quiff. (laughs) I went into the hairdressers on Saturday and showed... Now, this is completely bad. I thought, I want my hair like that. And I showed my hairdresser a picture of Maxwell Jacob Friedman. (laughs) I can see yeah, it actually. Yeah. I, 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 kudos to your hairdresser. They've done a good job. Yeah. Did they ask who it was? Yeah, of course they fucking did. <laughs> well, you were in a Bobby scar. I was completely embarrassed by the whole situation. <laughs> I said, Can I have my hair like that? And I was trying desperately to find a picture that didn't make him look like a wrestler. And I couldn't find it. So the guy's like, I'm not sure. I think that might be worse. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of really wish that you'd asked for Wardlow's hairstyle to see how that would have came out. <laughs> I just thought the, the hairdresser was like, Who, who's that? I'm like, it's a wrestler. It's like, under, <laughs> under my voice, or a wrestler. It's like looking it would have been brilliant if they replied, I'm a wrestler too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So if there you go. There's another topic for you. Celebrity valets. And also, have you ever went to a hairdresser <laughs> and asked for a wrestler's haircut? Please let us know and get your answers to Rapping Grado on the main show on Friday. But I'm not going to cut a promo about here, but I'm going to cut a promo about this. I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. Right, the mic has been handed to me. What what date is it today as we record? December 1st. Yes, correct. This is an acceptable time, I would say, right now for trees to be going up and for Christmas music to be played. If you're watching the video version, <laughs> when did your tree go up, Mr. Cassidy? Mine went up on Saturday, but I'm going to put a disclaimer on this, that uh, my fiance is Swedish, and apparently that is the tradition in Sweden for it to go up on the last Saturday before uh, the, the start of December. But I am a first of December guy beforehand. So yeah, You, you yeah. also need to consider social distancing in these times of pandemic, and you can't all be rushing to the tree shop at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, you made a mistake. It's not December 1st. What is it? Advent calendar day, which is I reach behind me. I've just dropped my advent calendar that I was going to lift there, but uh, I advent calendar day is the actual day today. Oh, uh, what, what what did you get for your advent calendar, Gary? I bet I have. One. So I rushed out today to try and get a chocolate one to to make it a three, but I've got one from Sweden, which has just got loads of different, you know, mixed 
It's got Mentos, it's got Chopper Chops, oh, it's got Nutella, and I've got a Millions one as well. A Millions? Really? Really? Ah, yeah. Whoa, I'm over I'm all over that. Anyway, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm getting away from the promo, but Millions <laughs> Advent Calendar. Um, right, so this is what I'm going to cut a promo on. And it, it's just Christmas coming early. It comes earlier every fucking year. Now, I know we're in a pandemic. I know it's been a shite fest of a year. But there's no excuse for the trees going up. And I mean, fucking hell, everywhere you look now, it's like National Lampoon's fucking Christmas vacation. Since when did everyone start going so mental for Christmas lights? Like my, I live in a house in the state, right? And all it is, is fucking lighting up reindeers, blinking Santas outside, inflatable snowmen. I'm like, fucking hell. Okay. The projectors is a new one around uh, the corner for me. You've got projectors. projectors that, uh, <laughs> projectors. It's everywhere. So I just, I just, I love, you know, Christmas for me should come December onwards, not before St. Andrew's Day, which it has come now this year. And everyone's been getting up trained. And don't get me fucking started in Christmas music. In fact, next week, this week, I'm cutting a promo on Christmas coming early. Every year it comes earlier and earlier and earlier. And next week, Christmas music's fucking getting it because I fucking can't stand it. <laughs> listen, I'll get on to that next week. That's a two-part promo. But listen, for next year, you've already done it for this year, and I know it's a shite fest of a year, yeah, yeah, yeah. But for next year, Christmas trees, 1st of December, that is when it starts, not before. Thank Unless you're Swedish, in which case it's the weekend. Uh, in, in Unless you're Swedish. Case, three days yeah, early. That's tradition, that's tradition. <laughs> What do you want for Christmas? What are you asking for Santa on your Christmas list this year? Um, a replica belt. Uh, I've asked for a wrestling daft Patreon subscription. Have you asked? <laughs> well, Alex, that is exactly what you would want for Christmas, isn't it? Imagine if you woke up on Christmas morning and the gift of a wrestling daft Patreon subscription was sitting there, you'd be delighted, wouldn't you? Because on that subscription, you'd be able to get access to such great content as early episode access, you get ad-free versions of the shows, you get bonus content, you get a full video version of this very podcast, and you get to vote on the list of wrestling daft and fantasy booking island. And that's only costing three quid a month. I mean, listen, if you're being cheap, right? You were going to get that, you know, for just say you've started going out with someone, you like, you've got that, that's only 36 quid a year, do you know what I mean? So that'd be like a cheap gift. But if you want to up your ante and, like, look really good, you can get onto Tier 2 and become an Intercontinental Champion, about 7 quid a month, right? That's a good, you know, you'd look really good for that, about £84 a year, right? And then on there you're going to get the video version of uh, with Rab and Grado, that's, that's always a good laugh, always good to watch, you know, entertainment every single week with that. You get an invite to a Patreon pay-per-view party. We did one for Survivor Series. Good laugh. Got drunk. It was really good. Get bonus episodes once a month. You get the dafties on there as well, which is what our um, monthly uh, marks show where we, we do the best and the worst of the month. And that's just a great Christmas present for anyone in your family, I would say, especially if they're a wrestling fan. Right, so you want to get that, but tier three is where it's really at. Because not only do you get all that great stuff, you know, next year the live events are going to be back. Next year, we're going to be doing Wrestling Daft live I... events. And you will get in free for those live events when they happen by signing up to Tier 3. You'll get a free t-shirt if you're signed up for a minimum of three months. Which you will be, because you'll sign up for a year, and that'll be a great Christmas present. And you get to come on this as a guest mark. Or you get to come on as a running with Rab and Gradle. There's so much to choose from. 
and that's tier 3. So get involved now if you fancy buying that loved one the best Christmas present they'll ever have. Patreon.com forward slash Wrestling Daft. That's Patreon.com forward slash Wrestling Daft. Wrestling Daft, giving the gift of Christmas. Every week on the show, we go back into the past and delve into the big wrestling shows from the week. Big Alex does AEW Dynamite. Gary loves doing Raw. Um, I do NXT. And our guest, Mark, does SmackDown. And this man, he's basically, he's like the fifth Beatle, I would say, of wrestling daft, really, isn't he? In fact, how many of us are there? It's like the fourth member of the New Day. Yeah, he's like the fourth member of the day, yeah. Yeah, so um, it's like, you know, it was like when the demolition, you know, got like Crush on board. It was like Axe Smash and Crush. But anyway, Bronze... You're not doing well for the references here, John. You really I know, are. I know. Anyway, it's Bronze Cello who always jumps on and helps out. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good, guys. How about yourselves? Excellent, thank you. Bronze, you're living the tier two life up there in Elgin, aren't you? It's tier one, actually. Oh, tier one. Oh, no, they're they're going. Yeah. As a man from Aberdeenshire, they're going to tier two. They've been warned. They've been told. And they're oh, on the way. Is Elgin Henty tier two now? Possibly. It, oh. it depends on what happens with Aberdeenshire, I'd imagine. There, there's been quite a few outbreaks in a little town called Huntley, which is about half an hour So it might affect us. We'll just have to wait and see. You can what never happens. trust anyone from Huntley. That's something I learned growing up. <laughs> No more pub for you, Paul. No more pub for you. And you work you work in a pub as well. What a nightmare. I know, I know. Well, listen, I hope hopefully you remain in that wonderful tier one. Uh, it's like it's honestly it's like the lottery, isn't it? Uh, before we go on, um I just want to ask you, right, Paul. I, I noticed you've had a haircut there. If if you want to see Paul's fantastic haircut, of course you get signed up to the video version on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Right, I was just telling a story at the start of the show, right? I went into right, I went into a hairdresser's on Saturday and I showed a picture of a wrestler whose hair I want in my hair like. Can you guess what wrestler it is from the hair? The Rock. Oh, That's also a good guess. I was really, really hoping that you were gonna say Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been <laughs> something like that adverts like everyone gets a Hulk Hogan cut when they come in that's, that's like a long back insides isn't it as opposed <laughs> to a short back insides so yeah right okay right, go, I'll give you another guess I'm not sure right okay really it, it was meant to be MGF I went and right, okay. Well, I see it now that you said it yeah it I think that the reason the thing that's thrown us off is like when I think of wrestlers that have got a unique hairstyle, MJF doesn't come to yeah. mind. But once you say MJF, it's like, oh, aye, it makes sense. Aye, aye. You, you really made that sound so disappointing, Gary. You were like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you want a Burberry scarf while saying it, while yeah, sporting yeah. the haircut, we might be able to guess. Yeah, well, it's just because I'm not good styled. I'll let you off, Paul, right? Anyway, let's crack <laughs> into this week's shows. And we'll start off, first of all, as ever, with grumpy old Big Alex and AEW. <laughs> well, I can inject some positivity back into life, shall I? Because we've got Lance Archer still just storming around, getting into storylines he's not particularly got any real business getting into. And we had the debut of perhaps Grit Wrestling's new greatest nickname. I'm actually quite like this one. So my man, John Silver, the man who is single-handedly carrying the Dark Order during Brody Lee's absence, 
is now being called the Meat Man. The Meat Man. The Meat Man, and I love it because it's what alliteration there as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great, and uh, he even topped it off with a fantastic Hurricane Rana counter to the Buckshot Lariat on Adam Page in their wee match at the start. But got to mention John Silver every week now. It's kind of my to-do thing. Um, so first pullover of the night. They have finally explained why Kenny Omega's new entrance is so ridiculously long. So he can be ambushed in a tunnel by John Moxley. I mean, it took us a couple of weeks to get here, but we finally, we finally got there. And then to make matters horrible, though, it did turn out he was wearing ankle socks with a suit, which is completely, completely unacceptable. And it took away from Tony's beautiful new pink trousers. I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of that look where it's like, you know, like suit shoes without any socks. It's, it's, it's the one that I always remember, like the, the first thing that comes to mind is ICW chanting at Kenny Williams and Luca De Patsy, the where's your socks, where's your socks chant. <laughs> I mean, see if you're going for like the, the hipster tuxedo and you're rocking like boat shoes and no socks, I'll let you off. But he was wearing like suit shoes and yeah. ankle socks. So no, Kenny, no. So... Not bad enough to actually bury, because there was worse things on this show. I know we've only seen about 20 seconds of it so far, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be cheeky and bury the new kind of Matt Hardy iconic gimmick, because <laughs> I don't really know what it is or, or where it's come from. And yeah, can, and it doesn't really seem to have a direction. It seems a little bit like Big Money Matt without the comedy, and I'm not overly keen for that, personally. Um, and then I also have to bury... Mr. Taz, because oh no, well no, like, 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 let's let me let me let me explain. Right, I'm not burying any of the promo work. The promo work was fantastic, but the logic behind it. What did he want the member of management to do? <laughs> like, did he want like Tony Khan to come out and be like, right, so if FTW Championship is now officially a mid card championship here in AEW, or what was the what was the outcome of that? I get what you're saying, and I get that there is logic in the burial, but I'm such a mark for Taz that I saw that segment as nothing but perfection. So, <laughs> well, well, ironically, my, my next pullover is essentially going to be Team Taz, <laughs> because like, <laughs> apart from the logic behind the situation, it's it's essentially just plot armour, isn't it? It's, it's a, it was just get Taz in the ring, get him to have a rant so we can have the rant with Cody. They can plant the seed with Taz's son, which I thought was quite good. Yep. And then we got apparently up until like um, or I'm trying to remember when about four years ago, Taz was saying that his son had zero interest in wrestling and was massive into lacrosse and was going to be like a massive lacrosse player. So I didn't even know he was training at all. That's when I seen that. I was like, oh yeah, that's uh, that's Taz's son, Tyler Sinertia, who is now yeah, yeah, like I've never heard him mentioned ever before. Uh, he's he's uh, going to go into a feud with Peter Pan and uh, his first. <laughs> <laughs> They also had like a really good, because after that, in the show, for anyone that didn't catch it, Taz and Cody had a bit of a bust up in the ring. And then um, it's actually had Taz do something physical, which I've not seen in years as well. Oh, and then, Aye. Well, later on, we had a, a promo segment from Ricky Starks and behind him was just a shirtless Brian Cage and a shirtless Powerhouse Hobbs. And it just looked like he was given a promo from like the men's locker room or something like that. But... <laughs> Ricky Starks, like the charisma on that man is fantastic and it is completely and utterly making up for the void of charisma that unfortunately is Brian Cage. <laughs> and Hobbs and, as well, and Hobbs. Well, like, they've kind of done a weird thing with Hobbs. They've kind of Powerhouse Hobbs, he's got a new name, Powerhouse Hobbs. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm a meh on it. I'm not, I think it'll be work for the character, but yeah, they, they maybe need to do a little bit more development there as now he just stands and looks slightly angry, really, doesn't he? So 
I love that he's wearing orange and black though, because I'm a Taz mark. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, yeah, but Team Taz, all in general, big put over. Just I was only burying the logic, Gary. Don't worry, I was only burying the logic. Yep. And match of the night. See, I'm actually split on match of the night because we had the top flight versus TH2 match that was great. And like the more I see Angelico, the more I love Angelico. And of course, the main event, which was also pretty damn good. So it's kind of a bit of a tie on that one. Who's in the main event, Alex? I missed the The Butcher and the Blade versus the Death Triangle. Well, two members. So it was Phoenix and Neville. And then Archer came down at the end for a big bit of interference. Including some actually pretty good we uh, cross bodies over the top rope. So who's the who's the face in that whole dynamic? Or, um, I, 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 there seems to be just a lot of heels in there. Yeah, and then like so they had like the, the heels beat the heels, and then another heel ran down to beat down the heels that just lost. No, sorry, the beat down the heels that were then attacking the heels that they beat. So yeah, it was just a load of heels doing loads of heely stuff, and nobody really knew what was going on. <laughs> fine, fine. Maybe Archer face turn, maybe. I think that's maybe what they're going for, or they're maybe putting him into now rivalry with Kingston potentially, which is Kingston just seems to have a ri- different rivalry every week at the moment. So and Kingston versus Jake the Snake on promos will be the greatest thing ever, though. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> ah, yeah, that is true. Um... That'll be good. That'll be good. Uh, so yeah, decent dynamite then. Yeah, pretty good. That pretty good dynamite all round. Really, to be honest, pretty good. Uh, let's move on to NXT. We're on our way to War Games. Um, which is only about. Did he say it this week, or are we still waiting on the big reveal? Said it, but he's not said it properly. Aye, it, it just kind of said it in passing, it's, like monotone for William Regal. It's like, <sighs> come on, but, put some, put some elbow grease in it. Yeah, exactly. Talking about Mister Regal, let's start off with there of uh, William Regal's impression of Teddy Long. This, <laughs> which was brilliant. Um, so we, we had a really again, I'll put over this whole segment actually. The KO show, which was great, like Kevin Owens, brilliant on it. He basically it was he was getting Gargano, he was getting um Leon Ruff into the ring, he was getting Damien Priest into the ring, and it was just great comedies. Like, usually, when you say someone's name, their music plays and they come out. I just kind of paused five seconds later, the music plays. You had to be there, but it was good comedy and KO was brilliant, carried the place we were just out of nowhere. I don't know, Gary, you, you might know what's happened with Stu, Stu this week. I don't know why he wasn't on no, put on KO. No idea. I didn't see anything about it afterwards either. I just seen that uh, they'd announced it the week before, I think, as well. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if it was some kind of prior commitment or, you know, we don't really know yeah. in this oh. day and age. But I nothing, nothing that came out about it. No, I'm sure really, really, really good, um, that whole segment. And uh, William Regal, the KO set up for, if only we had a Teddy Long-type figure in, in, in NXT who come out and make a triple threat match, cue William Regal coming out, and he did the whole set up and then just finished off with player and then gave this really camp, camp kind of nod at the end, which was brilliant. So let's put over William Regal and his impression of Teddy Long this week, I think. Uh, we'll go on to Burry next. The gl- El Legado Del Fantasma, really good. And the fact that they made the cruiserweight something big again and they're putting a spotlight on, love that. But they they just they did a vignette backstage. It was just shit. It was just like they had this vignette where they're all sitting around talking about who they, you know, destroyed. And it just went nowhere. And it was just like, you need to be, it's a bit cooler. It should be a bit cooler than this, than them all sitting about 
you know, talking like that. So I, di- I didn't like that. I didn't like that. So it wasn't cool enough for John. Wasn't cool enough. Segment. Just they wasn't cool enough. Cool, they should be a cool heel faction. But I've always, Real Mendoza and stuff, I've always had issues with them anyway. And they're, you know, stupid hats and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, um, so yeah, they, they should be cooler than they are. And I don't think that vignette did them any, any, um, favours at all. Uh, also going to bury the fact that James Drake can't put on a suit jacket um, <laughs> at the end of the segment. <laughs> you know, great to see the young veterans back in the ring because uh, Zach Gibson's just fucking brilliant and I just love him as a heel and just on the mic. He just, I don't know what it is about Zach Gibson on the mic. He just just oozes heelness and it's just this confidence. I, I just think he's great. But yeah, James Drake, at the, you know, ripped off the suit jacket and then in the ring at the end he was trying to put it back on and it was like the you know when Mario Balotelli tried to put on the bib that time <laughs> trying to get trying to get his suit jacket back on but great to see the young girls old uh, veterans how long do you reckon we've got until the American audiences are also taking their shoes off if they hate Zach Gibson yeah. that won't happen in America that won't also, as a Liverpool fan, I'm annoyed that you've mentioned Zach Gibson and Mario Balotelli in the same sense. Sorry, mate. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Um, I'll, do, I'll just do another shout out for fashion since we're on fashion as well. Uh, the Undisputed Era turning up to you know NXT looking like a boy band all bedecked in their uh, Undisputed Era hoodies. Like, come on, boys. She's better than that. In fact, the Undisputed Era, don't get me... We'll, we'll talk about that in our, in our team and our day. About you don't say that in front of Rab and Grado. They already take the piss of you for your love of UE. Now that you're like kind of like falling out of love with them, they're going to have far too much fun with them. Just, it's, it's done now for me. Anyway, but we'll move on to the final putover, um, which I, I've, I've got to got to say, um, there's a couple I'd like to put in, but I think I'm going to have to... I'm loving this Boa ZLE thing. Aye. I don't Aye. know what... It's just... First time in a wee while in wrestling that you've just gone, oh, what's that? I'm intrigued about that. Oh, I'm going to come back. I want to find out what that is. Um, we've not can had- I chuck in a shout for who the who the person was? That's the mystery is, person. Yes, who is the master? I think it's going to be Karen Q. Who was a? Uh, she's not done much in NXT, but she has another, um, I believe, Chinese competitor that has uh, been in the May Young Classic. It just looked like, you know, when you seen the hands and stuff, I was like, that looks like Karen Q. So right. I think it's going to be But I just think that was like one of the best segments I've seen on NXT all year. Yeah. Uh, just like a film, which is... It was when, like, the, the, uh, you know, if you haven't seen it yet, go out your way to have a look at it. It was like, it was really weird because ZLE was obviously, like, it looked like they'd been getting battered and tortured and stuff like that in their back car. It was very, it was like, it was like a film. So yeah, all over that and it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Uh, match of the night. We have to, main event was decent. O'Reilly, Pete Dunne. Um, but I'm going to have to go with Kushida Thatcher, give me more of that. I'd, I'd, I'd just eat that up with a spoon all day, man. Just the technical ability of these two boys in the ring, just wrestling, counter-wrestling. Uh, Kushida, and great to see Kushida getting finally a big push through. Um, chat that he's going to be next in line for Finn Balor, and that, my friends, will Aye, be an absolute barnstormer of a match, Kushida versus Finn Balor. Um, so yes, give me that all day. So yeah, I'll, I'll give Kushida and Thatcher this week. Let's move on to SmackDown and Mr. Braun Schell. It was a really good SmackDown this week. Um, not really a lot to bury, just a lot of chair shots. But I don't know if that's because obviously we're leading up to TLC shortly. Aye. Uh, match with Jey Uso. 
I'll I'll give it a pass just for that. But um, there was a great segment between Jay and Roman. Roman telling Jay that he lost at Survivor Series, let the side down. Um, he looked really disheartened once Roman had went, and then he just battered Otis with a chair, which was absolutely great. Um, main event, Jay Uso, him versus Kevin Owens was absolutely fantastic. Um, setting up for Kevin Owens versus Roman sometime in the future. Um, Street Profits versus Dolph Ziggler and Rude was a really good match as well, but the match in the night surely had to be Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan, even though it was a you know a count out and shenanigans. It was really really good match. Looking forward to seeing more of those two, um, in the future. But, there yeah. was one one thing uh, on SmackDown that really annoyed me, and I feel like it is me being very nitpicky, but it was before the the Rude Ziggler uh, Street Profits match. And for some reason, Angelo Dawkins was talking about Bobby Roode only being able to grow hair on his upper lip. Yeah, He's got a full beard. <laughs> He's got like one of the best beards I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like, and, and like Corey Graves called it in commentary rightly, but Michael Cole's like, Oh yeah, but I think he's remembering back to uh, Robert Rudd when he just had the like the Rick Rudd mustache, and it's like, yeah. I but he's got a, he's got a belt and a beard on it. What's it? He's like a year too short to make too 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 short, a year too old to make, a year too long to make that joke. I, I'm like somebody has written that promo and they've not seen Robert Rudd in about a year. <laughs> like, what the fuck's going on? He's got that isolation beard on the go. <laughs> nah, I, I, I just didn't get that bit, but like the rest of it, I was like, oh, this is brilliant. But that one thing really annoyed me. I was like, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Peyton Royce with the, the resume at the minute as well. Like, if it doesn't lead to anywhere and it's just, you know, she's just wandering about with CVs, it's just, it's just <laughs> good. <laughs> Hold on, Peyton Royce, I've missed, I've not seen a lot of wrestling. Sorry. Peyton Royce is wandering about with. Oh, no, it's a Billy oh. Kay. Billy Kay, Billy Kay, wondering about dishing out her CV. Yeah. To who? She she, she yeah. jumped on commentary this week in between Michael Cole and Corey Graves, and she was really good on the spot that she was in. But again, I don't really know where it's gone. Mm. <laughs> it's just weird, <laughs> weird, weird, weird. Well, thank you very much for that, Bronze. Um, uh, uh, let's move to Raw and Monday Night. Was it? Come on, Gary, give us a glimmer of hope. It's getting better, isn't it? It wasn't bad. Uh, I'm not sure I'd go as far as saying it was good, but it wasn't bad at all. But this, I should put the disclaimer on, I watched it in the morning without adverts and was able to skip through stuff. So uh, that always comes into account rather than, you know, staying up till 4am to watch a show that might not be great. The one thing I need to mention, my favourite part of Raw didn't happen on Raw. It happened in a social media exclusive segment where they had Nikki Cross getting interviewed about St Andrew's Day and it was absolutely brilliant. They had Sarah Schreiber um, who is like the new backstage interviewer and live event host, although they'll know a thing, uh, talking to Nikki Cross about St Andrew's Day and they had her running through. She was talking about all oh, like um, for people in Glasgow, Dundee, Inverness, Aberdeen, uh, you know, Dunfermline and everything and then went in Edinburgh. Uh, Edinburgh. And it was just absolutely <laughs> did Stuff like that. Did you give Falkirk a shout out? Oh, I'm not sure. I don't know if I don't remember. You need to watch it. I'll, uh, I'll send you afterwards. I'll be playing uh, her if she didn't. But she was she was also sent to Sarah Schreiber. So I've got this wonderful Scottish delicacy for you, sheep stomach, and was like just getting all that stuff. And Sarah Schreiber looking really disgusted. And she opened this wee takeaway box. I was talking about oh, you had a chippy last time you were in Scotland and stuff, which was the the last time with a wee live over a year ago now. But she opened the box 
and obviously it wasn't a haggis and she's like well haggis is hard to get in Florida so it's just chicken uh, but it was just a brilliant segment I really liked it and I'm like put that on raw I know that it only pop Scottish people but it was still really good um, but I so actually raw <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the, the first put over for me you're going to be uh, very happy because I'm not going to mention apart from when I mention them right now I'm not mentioning Drew McIntyre or Alexa Bliss during this full thing uh, because I feel like I've mentioned them every week and they didn't really do much of note last night apart from The Fiend somehow kind of turned face-ish I guess for this rivalry um, it showed that he cared about Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton was a big heel and all that so I uh, but ignore that the first put over is the fact we're finally getting and I'm going to mention his name here but it's not because he's getting put over Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles so AJ Styles is the new number one contender they two have never had a match uh, despite really? both being TNA legends they've been in WWE for a long time they've never been in the ring together so, even, on <laughs> so the, even on the indies they must have been on I'm the- not the um, AJ Styles signed for WWE. I think it was in New Japan. Then signed for WWE right as um, Drew McIntyre went on his big indie proper, you know, taking the indies by storm thing. And then they've just never been on the same brand. Uh, they've always switched brands. So the fact we're getting that match, exactly. So uh, so the fact we're getting that match, I just am delighted. And so the actual put over is just good booking for championship matches because yeah. the United States Championship match. This is one of those ones that I think people are probably going to report on, and it's like one of those ones that's like the source is your eyes because it's obvious they're going to do it. Uh, Bobby Lashley v. Riddle seems like it's going to be a thing, which I think that's going to be a really entertaining match and feud as well. It seems like that's where they're going with that. So I am just... The, the first put over is just where they're going, where rivalries it looks like they're going to do two quite good big ones. And the first biddy. <laughs> so... <sighs> No, right, there's a few. Love, do you know what? I love the noise you make, Gary. It's like a disappointed child. I because he only has to choose from the big list he's got in front of him of which ones this week he's going to highlight. I'm sneaking in three, but two of them are just mentions. So the 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 big one, the one the big one I will lead away is just the tag team division and its non-existence. We're yet again getting New Day versus Hurt Business, which I don't mind because they're putting on brilliant matches. But it's that thing where if you get steak for dinner every night, you you end up not really caring about the steak. Uh, we did get that match last night, but we get Xavier Woods versus Cedric Alexander, and Cedric Alexander got the pinfall, so it's obviously going to lead to that match again, which I don't mind. But it's like, what other tag teams is there? I don't think there's any other tag teams on Raw that are active that can actually challenge apart from... Um, I was going to say Lucha Underground, Lucha Dragons, uh, Lucha House Party, third guess. Uh, Bye. There's no very many tag teams in WWE in, genu- in general, so just that full division is boring me the new. Um, and then the other two were just complete, like, off-the-cuff remarks that are a, a, a wee bit rubbish. Uh, the first one was Mia Yim being unmasked, obviously through no fault of, of her own. Um, a complete accident that happened in the ring. Her mask came off, but now we know she's Mia Yim because we didn't before. She was reckoning for retribution. So a wee bit of a botch um, by the mask, I guess, because it was none of the women's fault. But now we know that she's Mia Yim. And Vince Russo buried that for some reason and said, that's why she lost because Dana Brooke picked up the win. He's like, they called an audible in the ring because her mask fell off. I'm going, Highly doubt that, but all right. Uh, and the other, uh, the other mild biddy was just. In hindsight, it's a great thing, but 
they done another Symphony of Destruction match, uh, the third one ever in WWE, the third in the space of two years as well, between Jeff Hardy and Elias. And they had Jeff Hardy do a swanton bomb onto Elias on a table holding like ukuleles and stuff. But I don't know why they didn't do it on the other side of the ring for a start that was facing the hard cam because where they done it meant that Jeff Hardy done a swanton bomb and completely smashed his head off the staircase when he done this one Tom bomb because the table was like a wee tiny bit above the step that he had his head off of but of course the table's going to break so his head just leathered the staircase so I just don't know why they didn't put the table in a different place because it was set up for the entirety of the match anyway um, so aye, that's the other wee bitty and the last put over <laughs> there really isn't much on the show to, to put over which is annoying the last put over <laughs> don't have one <laughs> there actually is there isn't much um, I, I think I'll need to go back to the and again it's a, a very small one I'll go back to the Drew McIntyre AJ Styles thing because I, I always say it, I love it when wrestling makes sense so last night they had AJ Styles um, we had Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus uh, sorry Drew McIntyre and Sheamus versus Miz and Morrison in the main event before that main event happened we had we uh, had AJ Styles and his, his associate go up to Miz and Morrison and try and entice Miz into cashing in. And Miz is going, well, why do you want that? And AJ Styles goes, because you're easier to beat than Drew McIntyre. I'd rather have to face you for the title than Drew McIntyre at TLC. So they had that. And then at the end of the match, they had everybody doing their finishers on, um, on Drew McIntyre. Had AJ Styles telling Miz to cash in, Miz is still hesitant because he thinks that Drew McIntyre is going to get up. And it just all made sense. It was good. So I really, really enjoyed that. thought that was absolutely brilliant. Um, but again, that's that's me nitpicking for a put-over because there weren't many on the show. Um, and the, the main event was probably as good a match as any, but I think Alexander V. Xavier Woods for match of the night. Yeah, I'd be into that. Sounds good. Uh, so there we go. Hey, Paul, we've not got a contestant for WrestleMind the Buzznox, and since you're a season ticket holder to this show, do you want a, <laughs> want a shot at the title? Sure, let's go for it. Right, well, we'll get on to that in a minute. But remember, if you want to get your buddies and putovers in for Raven Gradle this week on the main show, you can do that very easily. You get it on our Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, or just plain old Wrestling Daft on the Facebook. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so welcome back to WrestleMind the Buzz, Buzz Knox, everyone's favorite wrestling music oriented quiz. So this week, Mr. Bronze Cello, lifetime friend of the show, has the opportunity to take on our very own producer Mac or writer Gary. Who do you fancy and why? I'll let them decide between them. Um, I'd like to think that I'm quite knowledgeable on wrestling music. I've probably had every CD since. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, do you know what? G- Gary won last week, so it's up to him if he wants to play a <laughs> to me. You want to flip the coin? 
Flip the coin, guys. Well, the badge. Uh, I'm disappointed there's not more enthusiasm for who wants to step up, guys. I mean, we go all out to set up this quiz. And... <laughs> it's probably because they've met their match. That's what I was, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I was fine until, uh, until the wrestling credentials came into play, and then I'm not so confident. So I guess we should do face for me, because it's my face, and then tails for John. Um, somebody call it in there. Tails. And it is tails. It fell, but it fell and flipped several times, so it is tails. Ah, no, oh. I'm going to get killed here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible at this. Are you any good with lyrics, Paul? I'm not too bad, but I'll have to like go over them in my head, and right. then I'll get the next ones. Right, no worries. Right, okay, Alex, fire away then. Okay, here we go. Now, I'm sure you will all remember the famous WrestleMind the Buzz Knocks round, CFO. Or, uh, or Jim Johnson. So this week we're playing a different take on that. And so we're playing a game of Chris Irvin or Andy Williams. So what as in, I want... I know Andy Williams as in boy. No, he's the every time I die vocalist and right. the butcher. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Jericho and the butcher. So Chris Jericho is the front man of the band Fozzy and Andy Williams is the rhythm guitarist of the band Every Time I Die. Now I have three songs for you and I want you to tell me which artist composed which song. So the three I have on offer for you today are Decaying with the Boys, God Pounds His Nails, and my personal, personal favourite, Underwater Bimbos from Outer Space. <laughs> so, um, John, as you lost last week, I think this is a mugs away situation. So if you want to run through the three and tell us who you think they are. I'll go one Irvin, two Williams, three Irvin. Okay, so John goes Irvin Williams, Irvin, Mr. Bronze Cello. I hate to disappoint you, but I'm a big Fozzie fan and I've seen them. I've met Jericho. <laughs> so number one would be Andy Williams, number two is Fozzie, and number three would be Andy Williams. Uh, unsurprisingly, Bronze Cello is completely <laughs> correct what and John is completely <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> so that is... <laughs> Uh, three points to Mr. Bronze Cello and zero <laughs> points to Mr. McAnally. <laughs> Just want to point out at this time that I'm also a giant Fozzie fan and got all them right, so uh, we'd be tied at the moment. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to question two for the round, why play yourself in when you can get someone famous to do it? So this week we're talking about Jimmy Superfly Snooker, although I'm not sure if we're allowed to talk about Jimmy no, Superfly we aren't, Snooker. Don't worry. <laughs> but now we're talking about his original theme. Now it was originally a song taken from a famous band so uh, your choices today are the Allen's Person Project, Sorry. Spin Doctors, or Dire Straits, and you get a bonus point if you can tell me which song it was they used. Bronze Jello. If I had to guess, I'd probably say the Alan Parsons Project. I think the Spin Doctors would be too late and Dire Straits might be too... Yeah, I'll, I'll probably go with number one. Alan he goes Parsons. with number one. John? I'm going to uh, concur uh, because Spin Doctors were too late and Dire Straits would never have given the license to fucking Jimmy Flysnooker to do a song because they they had too much money. Do either of you have any guess of what song it would be before we reveal the answers? No idea. Okay, so you are both, in fact, correct. It is, of course, the Alan's Parsons Project. I was going to put Super Tramp up there as an option, but I know John knows them very well, so I didn't want to give him any assistance in this. Not that old. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, moving on to round number three, which I've just affectionately called Let Me In. So what I want to know this week is how many times have Motorhead played Triple H to the ring since they were good pals? Trips was apparently at Lemmy's funeral. And you get two bonus points if you can tell me which WrestleManias he played them in. John? I'll go three. John goes for three. Which Manias do you think it is? Oh, God, I don't, I don't know. Just I've make them random guesses. <laughs> oh, no, just three. I, I don't know. So WrestleMania, so John says three, and one of them was WrestleMania three. No, it wasn't WrestleMania. Uh, <laughs> okay, so John just gives up on all of his bonus points straight off oh, the bat. Oh, bonus points, right? Okay, I'll just pick some out of the top. That's of what I was saying. <laughs> 34, 27, and 25. 44, 27, and 25. Okay, Mr. Bronze Cello. So I'm going to say two, because I know that he definitely played them down at 17, because oh. The Undertaker took him on, he came out to roll him, and I think it was 21 when he took on Batista. John's going to hate this, because of course, not only is Bronze Cello correct, but he's also gotten both the WrestleManias correct. Okay. <laughs> so um, so Braun remains on what we can only call the first ever WrestleMania the Buzznox Queen's Clean Sweep, well, the uh, producer Mac currently oh. has one point. So uh, you're doing the show proud, and I think you may have already lost it <laughs> as we head into everyone's favourite favorite round, probably for the last time as I'm running out of songs to quote from, but it's next lines. So <laughs> it's all right, Bronze, you're up first this week. John, you get to have a little bit of a break before you get into it. So, well, oh, I haven't got my timer ready. Give me two seconds. How very unprofessional of me, I apologise. Very professional podcast this week, I have to say. <laughs> we're, we're, we're all just on it. We're all just on it. Are you ready to go, Bronze? Remember, you can pass if you don't know what it is. Okay. Well, it's the big show. Well, it's a big, bad show tonight. Yep. Uh, glorious. I won't give in. I will win till I'm victorious. Oh, it was close. We'll have to come maybe call look back at that one. Um, stop looking for who you got to be. Let it go. It's not worth the pain. I'll go pass. Uh, he does this. He does that. I'll pass again. Okay, so that one was he's as big as a bull and as quick as a cat from Sting's original uh, WCW uh, theme tune, <laughs> The Man Called Sting. Um, as well as that, we had the Big Show, which you got correct, so that was one point there, which of course is, well, it's The Big Show, it's a big bad show tonight. I would have been very happy if you got, oh baby, come on, oh yeah. Then we had <laughs> Glorious, which is mildly a contention, but I think you got it enough. So it was, no, I won't get give in, I won't give in until I'm victorious, but it was close enough. I'm going to be lenient this week, and I know John's going to shout at me for that, but I'll be lenient to you. You, you don't have to be lenient. I, I don't think it'll matter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one was a pass which was uh, stop looking for who you got to be let it go it's not worth the pain which of course after that is give the world a fresh coat of paint looking in the mirror is who you got to change from the new day and finally oh, yeah. Sting's ridiculous old entrance theme basically I love that song as well <laughs> he's the man called Sting yeah it's it was it was great I went down song, John <laughs> <laughs> I went down a strange hole this morning trying to find tracks. So, I mean, that's that's two out of four. That's not bad. Let's see if John can get himself up on the board. Are you ready to go? Yes. Here we go. Well, I'm a honky-tonk man. 
He's the honky tonk man. No. <laughs> I'm a honky tonk man. He's a honky tonk man. I'm a honky tonk man. I'm bad at. Yeah, this is the backing vocals coming after that. This is not, and I can't seem. Okay, fair enough. I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. <laughs> um, so many asses, so little time. Pass. Rob Van Dam. One of a kind. <laughs> Incorrect. I see the line in the sand. I don't know. Pass. <laughs> Word life. This is basic thugonomics. Okay, I don't know the words to things, Alex. Get rid of this round. <laughs> so that was that was your five there, John, and I can I can tell you that you managed to get one there, unfortunately. So we had. Um, well, I'm a honky tonk man. I was expecting, and I can't seem to stop. I love the girl. Well, I love to give the girls a whirl. No, because the, the, the next line is the backing vocals come in, and it says he's the tonky tonk man. And I, I, I agree with John. Thank you. Okay, we've given you the point, right, guys? No need to team up with me. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, second one was, of course, Billy Gunn. So many asses, so little time. Only a tight one can stop me on the dime. And then Rob Van Dam, which is just the whole fucking show. Or I would have also accepted Van Daminator, Van Terminator, Van Crushinator, but that would have been quite rare that someone would have came up. And the last, sorry, next, it was Lemmy Week and you didn't get the Lemmy song, John. I'm very disappointed. So of course, it's I see the line in the sand, time to find out who I am, used by evolution. And finally, word life, this is basic thugonomics. This is basic thugonomics. Word life, yeah. (laughs) Oh, bonus point for waka 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 waka. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we are. Well, we we'll go and do the inverse polarity right here point? now. <laughs> I think it's. I think this one's over. But right, since since John's losing, I mean, there's dignity on the line. There's yeah, dignity on the line. <laughs> Ron's, I'm not sure. Normally, I let the winner pick which one they get, but because John's so far behind, should we let John pick which one he wants to lose to this week? Yeah, that's fine. Would you like A or B, John? A. John goes for eight. Now, um, I've got a bit of a theme here. We're talking Attitude Era. You ready to go? Right. Is it a big pop of pump? Incorrect, unfortunately. Can bronze. I take a guess? Oh, uh, no, after, it bronze bronze, off, yeah. after bronze potentially gets a steal, yeah. It does sound like Christian. Also incorrect. Is it Gary, too cool? It isn't. Yeah. <laughs> Turn it up. Now the one thing I was finding that's what that's how I got it. <laughs> like I've not. I didn't realize they had two different entrance themes. Like apparently this used to be Scotty Two Hotties one, and then they adopted it for the team. But they also had another one in the interim as well. So I, I think one of them was like Royalty Three that they used first, and then they made that uh, Turn It Up one afterwards. Ah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because like when I was looking for it, this was the one I was looking for, and I was really surprised when this wasn't playing through. And I'm like, I know for a fact this is what Scotty Too Hotty and Rikishi came out to. Like Rikishi literally came out to this at Survivor Series the other day. So, mm-hmm. yep. Okay, John loses another round now. Bronze to get the highest ever score in <laughs> WrestleMania the Buzznox. Are you prepared? Fingers crossed. Yep. Here we go. Who do you think it is? Definitely the Hardy Boys. Definitely the Hardy Boys. 
Well, John, you were given the option of which one that you want. Yes, I know. I, do you know what? I think Bronze Cello's just actually won a position on this show and I'm getting the sack. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just to recap, just to recap, the final scores on the doors. Don't have to recap this. Producer John <laughs> with a mightiful score of two and Bronze Cello with a record-breaking score of 12 points. Well done, Paul. Well done. Brilliant. Absolutely. If there's, if there's ever a, um, a wrestling version of the hit list, which could be called the hitman list, um, bronze cello <laughs> should apply. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I know I have, let, let's just remind the listeners that I have won a quiz show on national television based on music before. I'm not that bad. Get, I tell you what, put on some proper music next time, Alex, and then we'll separate the men for the boys. Okay, so I have to make like a, a non-wrestling related yes, musical yes, quiz show yes, for the wrestling yes, podcast. Yes, I'm sure all the listeners will be very happy about that. It's the Wrestling News with Gary Cassidy. Um, how are you doing, Gary? Aye, busy week or not. Aye, <laughs> uh, definitely or not. I think that's always happens coming up to Christmas. Yeah. One thing that I'll say actually that I, um, that's the opposite of you is because I don't know the answer. I reached out to try and find out if uh, SmackDown would be live on Christmas Day. Don't know. Nobody knows. Have they not, did, they <laughs> not start, did they not start the, the pre-recording of shows around the Christmas period last year for like the I, performers? I think they went live, try to remember if it was two or three years ago. Uh, I think it was 2018, so I think it was, it was only two years ago. They went live on Christmas Day, uh, and I know a lot of the performers had their families backstage, but last year they definitely pre-recorded it and pre-recorded it at the same time. I think it was Raw, they pre-recorded the same time as SmackDown or the other way about. But I just noticed like a few days ago that SmackDown's on a Friday, and I was like, hmm, try and find it, but... I, I, why, why, I mean, why would you bother? Why if would... there's no crowds, the only thing would be the Thunderdome. Yeah. But even then, I've... pre-record it because there's no one else in it. I'm assuming they don't take that up and down every night. No, I just meant um, for people with dash out spoilers. Uh, yeah. yeah. Aye. Uh, but, but I so I have no idea. <laughs> I reached out and got told. No, you, they, could do, they could do what they do with NXT because the Capital Wrestling Centre was ruined for me when you told me that they were using recorded people from the Thunderdome. Ah. So they could just use the pre-records they have from the previous week. They, they could. Uh, yeah. I mean, not surely at this, this point in the wrestling, no one's that bothered anyway about any spoilers, to be honest with you. It, it might not even... Uh, well, it might not get that far because this is going to be the ooh, second or third, my maths are failing me, but it's going to be the second or third um, event that occurs from the new Thunderdome, which will not be at the Amway Centre. Uh, it's taking part in an actual dome, uh, a, a baseball arena called Tropicana Field. But apparently, and a lot of people had replied to me with one thing saying that they've got a lot of power outages at that field in particular that normally hold up the baseball matches there. So that could potentially be a disaster, but also apparently a lot of pigeons uh, end up in that place because it's a big dome. So might be the least of their problems having a, a pre-recorded SmackDown. Pigeon appearing on Raw one night. <laughs> um, yeah, let's get, let's, Talking about Raw, let's uh, talk about Keith Lee and his... He's responded, you know, there was obviously massive criticism a couple of months ago about his new ring gear and his music, but he's responded to that because he's got new music and new gear. Yeah, so I think we mentioned before that I'd, I'd said that the stuff was going to be tweaked, and then I think we also reported about the fact that 
I think PW Insider put it out that it was getting new music, had been recording that in New York. We obviously heard the new music on Survivor Series and the night after, uh, but he said he's very happy with the new music. He said one little tweak that he intends to make over time, but it's got to be a timing thing and be well done for him uh, to, to work the way he wants it to. He didn't disclose what that was, but said that as a tweak that he wants to make. Um, and he said he's got some evolutionary ideas for his current music. And um, yeah, it's a bit of an odd one because we don't really hear people talk that much about their music. The first time a lot of people, I think, would have heard about how wrestlers react to music might have been on Wrestling Daft uh, when um, Dave Lopan was on talking about the the full kind of thing of creating a hook. Wrestlers having to adjust to the timing and stuff. That was the first thing I thought. Maybe it's a timing thing. Maybe he's got another like gesture he's going to add in or something. Who knows? Or maybe it is a, an actual tweak to the music. But yeah, so he spoke about that. He said, even the track, uh, the guys that did it are brilliant. No mention of who they are, but I believe it's somebody called Def something. Can't remember D-E-F that is, like Def Jam. Um, oh, I've just got worried he's going to start rapping to his own music <laughs> like our truth Oh, no, just uh, just up the amount of times he says Keith Lee and will be sorted. Put it in twice <laughs> as many times. Uh, but he did talk about his gear as well. And he said, as far as his gear goes, my gear is the same as NXT, except I have to wear a top right now. Is that my choice? No, but I do what I need to do in order to keep the people I work for happy. Which, you know, th- that obviously leads into what everyone thought, where he's been told to wear something on the top to cover up you know, the, the torso, which is odd because I think he looks a lot more muscular with <laughs> with the top off. Uh, but I said it won't matter what other people want because Keith Lee knows what's best uh, once he gets big enough to to essentially call the shots. And he said, someday will figure it out at some point and I won't be wearing the top anymore. Until then, I've got no problem with it. Interesting. <laughs> Um, that's, that's, that's interesting that's big that's big talk man that's big talk Keith, Keith Lee's gonna do a bre- uh, green, brigade, uh, green Brigade and go outside Vince McMahon's uh, <laughs> office <laughs> and start shouting <laughs> Vince McMahon out <laughs> Keith Lee's in charge and outside outside where <laughs> I was hoping he's just going to do like a little nip slip every week on camera. <laughs> uh, you've got no choice, my nipples are on show anyway. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, on Raw as well, Gary, um, it's not really news now, so we shouldn't even put it in the news section. Last minute rewrites again. So it's an odd one because they announced quite a lot for Raw quite early yesterday. And uh, yeah, I've mentioned this a few times now, but I don't even reach it to ask about anything for Raw now because it's always the same thing you get told. And news isn't the news if it's the same thing happening every week. However, um, it seemed like it was all kind of, you know, in in shape, all organised. And then uh, Fightful Selective reported that apparently it was changed quite a bit, quite late on. And then the only other thing from last night's Raw was uh, the Jeff Hardy spot um, that I believe the, the time machine is working this week. And I've got it chronologically correct. Well, we spoke about this earlier. Um, the Jeff Hardy spot where he'd done the swanton bomb, hit his head on the steel steps. Apparently he's fine, um, which is good to hear because it did look pretty bad. But he did get up after it and he didn't really look like he'd fallen unconscious or anything. Immediately put his hand to his head and the referee was checking his hair um, to see if he had you know, cut his scalp. But I, Jeff Hardy's apparently fine and that's also from Fightful Select. Oh, that's good. Something about the Hardys recently in botches, essentially, the poor guys. And not getting concussions? Well, supposedly yeah. not getting concussions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and finally, um, crowds back in for the Royal Rumble, potentially. 
Yeah, so so this is a long uh, a long extravaganza that's been going on about WWE and crowds coming back in. You know, we know about the UK shows being delayed again, which we'll see if they eventually happen. I'd previously reported that apparently um, WWE are looking at having WrestleMania in Tampa, which I believe to still be the case. It looks more likely that it's the case now since, you know, they've got a longer residency at uh, the Tropicana Field we mentioned earlier in Tampa. So... The Royal Rumble is going to take place from Tropicana Field, uh, as far as we know, because that's where the residency is. They're going to have the Thunderdome there. However, we might have fans there. And this is something that's came for WrestleVotes, which I'm always inclined to put them over. I always uh, do mention them on here and say they're the ever-reliable WrestleVotes, because every time they say something... It's either something that I've heard or that I hear a week later. <laughs> so so I'm normally off the ball with this, but they are normally, um, you know, the, the people that I would say, yeah, I believe everything they say. And they tweeted out just a matter of hours ago, internally, WWE is said to want a decision on whether fans are permitted for the Royal Rumble by January 7th, with a possible announcement of sorts coming that weekend. Sources state odds are 50-50 right now, important month ahead. And uh, the the big thing for me is that I tried to find out when the Royal Rumble was going to take place. I thought it was going to be one of the last two weeks in um, in January, but I'll, I thought it was going to be the week before the last week. WrestleVotes replied to somebody and said that it's on the books for January 31st of, as of now. So I thought it might have been the week before, but it turns out it's going to be the last week in January as of now. So well, that maybe happened. gives them a bit more time. But what happens is a big event that happens at roughly in the 20 to 22nd of January. Yeah. And it's happening in Tampa at the Raymond James Stadium where uh, WrestleMania is set to be. Yeah, mm. that, so, so there you go. That could be a trial event for, well, obviously it's not because the Super Bowl's a little bit bigger, and not for us, but a little bit bigger than, uh, than WrestleMania. But it's happening at the same stadium. And I think it's meant to have a 20% capacity with glass or Perspex uh, booths. So I think that could be the thing that leads the way for WrestleMania, definitely having a, a, a crowd of some sort. But yeah, Royal Rumble. Also, de- also kind of depends on the American political situation because that's the other yes. thing that changes in the middle of January, doesn't <laughs> yeah, exactly. it? So Mr. Exactly. Uh, the, the new president may have a slightly different take on wrestling than the I've, current. I've, I've, not actually, I've not actually seen the, the rate in America and that, that's it's still pretty bad, isn't it, the last time I checked? Not very good. Not very <laughs> yeah. good. So uh, an good. insight into... Um, my uh, and I hate saying shoot job because obviously I say that both are my job, but um, but the the job that I do on a rota is subtitling, and today I was subtitling CBS this morning, uh, which is great fun. But they revisited Wuhan, um, and because it's a year to the day since coronavirus became a thing, and they were talking about the the situation in America pretty much and saying that yep, people are still taking freedom over wearing masks. So, <laughs> so there you go. Who knows? Uh, January's quite, even though it's only a month away, it's still quite a long time away in terms of how much the rate can vary. So. And we also oh, yeah. will have the, the biggest social gathering of the year in between. Yeah, plus yeah. Americans have just had Thanksgiving as well. So there you go as well. What a fantastic... And happy birthday to the coronavirus as well. We should think happy birthday to it since it's a year old today. Um, Gary Hazemar, thank you very much for the news. Cheers. Can we start calling it COVID-20 now that it's a year old? Or are we COVID-20? <laughs> <laughs>
Right, okay, we was talking about Christmas presents earlier on. You remember you could get Patreon for a Christmas present, but you could also buy a Wrestling Daft t-shirts. Um, loads of uh, designs up there. And I'm actually determined I'm going to get some new designs up onto this uh, shop in time for Christmas. So the uh, designs I'm currently looking at are the Hulk Hogan quote, uh, Jabroni Marks without a life. We're going to get that up there. I'm wanting that. I'm a Mark II with the Wrestling Daft Championship copy Neil John Cena one as well and I want to get another one that uh, Rab suggested on last week's show is wrestling is kiddy on um, so we're hoping to get those t-shirts on, I'm going to try and design them myself so we'll see how that goes um, so we'll get Whoa. them yeah that's going to be very interesting if only we had a graphic designer on the team. You don't. You've got a fucking 3D artist, mate, who doesn't do graphic <laughs> Exactly. Design. You could do shit in 3D. The 2D stuff must be a piece of piss. <laughs> Not quite how it works, darling. All oh, right. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think we should make an Alex t-shirt that says 3D artist and has the Dudley boys dressed as a thing made, what's his name? The... Bob Ross, that's the one. <laughs> or the 3D Dudley, artist and the Dudley the boys with Bob boys Ross. Alex as Alex and just like superimpose Alex's head on top of one. <laughs> you should be, you should be getting in contact with the uh, Gary's got a t-shirt man. He's been he's been commissioning oh, t-shirts in our That's uh, just commissioning uh, artists to to the designs for me because I can't use Photoshop whatsoever. I can't <laughs> do it either. So that'll be interesting. Those designs will be fantastic, I'm sure. Uh, but. If you want quality designs, get on there now. Shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. You'll get Margaret, there's the fiend. You'll get chips, cheese, and donut. You'll get I'm a Mark, which I'm sporting tonight, actually. I'm a Mark, which is a cracking t shirt. Alexa, who's Graham Stevie? You get bum badge, you get phone covers, you get face masks, you get all that on our shop now. Uh, Shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Uh, we'll put up the links on social media and you can get yourself a wee t shirt for your Christmas. Ah, welcome to Fancy Booking Island. It's the island of sun and tranquility and wrestling. Uh, we once again travel there on the Wrestling Daft Raft to book something and on this island, in wrestling, anything goes. Uh, last week we were challenged uh, to book an impact on EW star into the main event of WWE. Um, I went for Miro um, basically returning on in a tank to avenge Alana getting put through tables all the time. Gary, what did you go? Can you remember? Yeah, I went for uh, MGF as Mr. Money in the Bank after Samoa Joe got injured and gave it to his old bodyguard. It was a good booking. And Alex, what did you go for? Cody and Randy bringing up some old beef. And the results, my friends, are in. And it's a bit of a landslide this week, I have to say. Um, with, I'm just doing my maths here, 67% of the vote, it was young Gary Cassidy that won. Yes. Everybody loves uh, the guy that John based his new hairstyle on. <laughs> Absolutely. I wish I'd thought of it myself. Right, okay. So let's move on to this week's booking. And we had this in from... Paul, who basically asked us to go back to the 90s, and I'm just calling that up as well. As I say, this show has been on the wing this today. Um, Paul told us to go back to the 90s in the Wrestling Daft Lorian uh, and pick one star or tag team and slot them into either Raw or SmackDown. Right, so who's going first, Alex? Are you going first? 
All right, I'll go first. I'll go first. So uh, my booking this week is going to be really long because John, as he normally does, gave us a, a big amount of, how to put it, he issued the tickets well in advance, roughly a few hours before the show. So every week I moan whenever he does this. So you're now going to get a five second booking, right? Right, okay. So this has changed. This has changed because... Yeah, I'm just going to give you my five second booking. Get the Hardy Boys of the past and put them in the ring with the new Hardy Boys. Done. Dusted. Finished. Who are the new Hardy Boys? Just the... Just the Hardy Boys now when they're older. Right, okay, so right, okay. I'm just going to give you the laziest, laziest piece of booking I can, I'm afraid, John. Before the show, Alex was abstaining from this fantasy booking I on because. Actually, I, you're right, I'm going to take that back. I want to abstain. I don't like that booking at all. I'll yeah. take it back. I think next week's booking is sorted. We book Alex versus John. We've got Millennial Alex versus Boomer John. And we have, <laughs> uh, essentially, John comes in with Jim Ross uh, as his manager because Alex hates him so much. I think we're sorted there. And Alex just has somebody dressed as an avocado. Uh, it's his I'll just come with a vegan army, it's fine. <laughs> this, 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 sorry, to let the listeners know, this has been a day of me and Alex on the WhatsApp group basically slagging off each other at me calling Alex a millennial, such a millennial attitude that he couldn't come up with something in five hours. As I've said before, Alex, WWE writing staff come up with shit a minute before the show goes on exactly, here, man. But I like to come up with good content. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Right, Gary, since you, you won last week, do you want me or you to go first? I'll go first, um, just in case. <laughs> so, again, this this is kind of just me. I just thought of a name and I was like, I'll go with it. I, was, I really wanted to go for Jake the Snake, uh, coming back and having a snake pit match with somebody, but I decided <laughs> not to bother. <laughs> so, much along the, the lines of Alex's um, now disregarded idea, I thought that WWE really needs tag teams. It really needs some kind of tag team. So essentially what I went for is uh, giving the tag team division a bit of a rush. Uh, so I decided to bring back the, the aforementioned Demolition. I think, uh, not Crush, um, <laughs> we'll have Axe and Smash, thank you very much. We won't have the third man in there, but we've got um, Demolition coming back. They say that from the higher ups, they have uh, been told that the, the tag team division is so rubbish that none of the tag team championships matter anymore and we've got WWE tag team championships so they've just got the old tag team belts because everybody hates the fucking pennies um, as one of the colognes told me before so they've got the old ta the WWF tag team championships but with WWE on them instead and they do an open challenge they are the tag team champions just because they are the last great tag team obviously this is them being still alive at this point um, because I know that they've both passed on now but we've got them doing an open challenge to any tag team in WWE and we get a load of challenges from mainly NXT to try and build tag teams to move to Raw and SmackDown with them so I I just thought you know what better than having the Road Warriors back uh, have that uh, I said Road Warriors and Demolition because I was looking at my two different things uh, so I we have a Demolition back we don't have the Road Warriors I've just ended up messing up two bookings in a row and John is going to win this week because I have put two different tag teams in instead of one because I was undecided as to whether I put Road Warriors or Demolition in so I have screwed it oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here like that I'm he said Axe and Smash and, uh, and the Road Warriors. I'm glad you didn't put the Road Warriors in because I was going to put in <laughs> I was going to go for a very similar booking and put in Legion of Doom because the tag team division is what needs sorted in WWE. So I was going to have something along the lines of that 
you know, tag teams are so bad that Vince comes out and basically says, I'm getting rid of the tag team division, I'm scrapping the belts, I'm getting putting them in the bin, and then suddenly the noise of what a rush hits and the week of doom comes down on motorbikes <laughs> to the ring say, No, it's not Vince. They lay down this they beat down Vince, they hold up the tag teams belts aloft and then the challenges against the Legion of Doom go on because the tag team titles are unified across Raw and SmackDown and we actually get some teams, proper tag teams together and that's what we start to rebuild the tag team division around. So that would have been my booking. So John essentially done the booking that I tried to do at the start and then accidentally switched to Demolition halfway through, switched back to the Road Warriors, switched back to Demolition and made an arse out of <laughs> Alex, this could be an open goal this week. Do you still want to abstain? <laughs> Yes, I still want to abstain. The, uh, the the point I'm trying to make is more important than the win. Fuck's sake. Which <laughs> would have been easy. <laughs> right, okay then. It's just between me and Gary this week. Or it's not even between me. I've made up complete arse. I mean, mine's as uh, my... I think, I think John's there. No, it was good, it was good. It was good. Um, uh, Apart from getting your teams mixed up, it was fine. Um, but yeah. In that case, wait. In that case, let me just uh, chuck in a Hail Mary 10 second booking of what I would do is bring back the real American for a United States Open Challenge, Hulk Hogan with the United States Championship, Dane the John Cena. There you go. Can I, can I just point <laughs> out that next week on Fantasy Booking Island, Gary should be banned from using an Open Challenge as part of his Fantasy Booking. <laughs> 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 Don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> love does love what Open Challenge does, Gary. Uh, so yeah, there we go. That's the that's your because ab- millennial Alex abstaining. Um, because he couldn't be arsed thinking something. Or couldn't be arsed, was, was literally working for the entire day up until this point. You didn't even give minutes. me my lunch time to do it. Five minutes, Alex. Anyway, you can vote for Alex, the abstainer. You can vote for me uh, with the Road Warriors coming back. Or you can vote for Gary with Demolition Stroke Road Warriors coming back. Stroke Hulk Hogan. I really hope Alex wins just on principle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, either vote for me or Gary. That's, that's the one you just... Let's, let's screw producer Mac over again. Let's have the producer Mac screw job round two. <laughs> So uh, that's it for this week's show. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe on Apple or whatever you get your podcast, wherever you listen to this thing. And um, we thank you so much for for continuing to listen. We've, we're like it's unbelievable the amount of people actually listen to us live or shite on a weekly basis. We've got about you know, thousands of people listen to. It. I, I I can't believe it. So there you go. Um, listen to us and then make sure you listen to Raven Grade on the main show this week they will be looking on the list of wrestling daft for the best woman wrestler of the year um, as they're going to do that in the run up to Christmas look for the best uh, male wrestlers best pay-per-views best matches all that kind of thing on the run up to Christmas um, we'll also we want to get your cameos in because last week we were talking about Undertaker's cameos so if you want Rab and Grey do a cameo for you get on our Twitter or message, uh, DM us um, and we'll, we'll get them to do a cameo. Make sure it's funny and have have a laugh with it. We don't want some like, could you say hi, happy birthday to my ten year old child or whatever? Get something funny on there. So, uh, Rab and Gray will be doing their, their very own cameos. Sorry, was that harsh? Well, I just want if there's a young girl out there who just wants a happy Christmas from her favourite star of Berniston, and you've just shat all over it. She shouldn't be watching Berniston if she's that age. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll be doing that. Um, on the pun in, it is um, Chinese food wrestlers um, for wrestling. That's the medical pun. I think you're going to get dangerous with that topic there, John. There is a slight, there is a, a line. Chicken balls, Mahoney is my uh, well input. Done, Gary. Well done, Well done. 
Um, and also new feature alert. Um, Grado was getting bored of the retro review, so we are starting off the wrestling daft road story, and it can be any story about your life. It's a bit, I guess, like Graham Norton's red chair, but with Rab and Grado telling the stories as if they were on their way to a wrestling match. So, wrestling daft road stories starts this week on the podcast. So if you've got a good one, get them in. Um, Gary, what are you up to for the rest of the week? No much. Working six till two, so the the wrestling's. No, quite on the back burner, but it's uh, the kind of thing that I'm no staying up to watch it. Uh, and I might have an interview in a week, <laughs> maybe not. We'll wait and see. Um, so I sadly, sadly, not much planned. But that's normally when the stuff all lumps in. Well, we've got a couple of interviews coming up on the show. We're going to have Aaron Anderson next week from Gary's interview, and probably the week after Trent Seven, unless Gary comes up with something better, which he's working on at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying Trent Seven. No offence to Trent Seven, aye. Come on, then. That's just a shit all over that now. Trent Seven's great, but we'll have Aaron Anderson next week. Trent Seven the week after on the show. He's been a wee while since we've had a bit of a chat. Uh, Alex, anything to report apart from just being grumpy this week? What do you mean being... I'd like to report that the producer of this podcast needs to uh, get some kind of diary or uh, some organisational skills. Next week, Alex is going to report that he's taken Stephen Mulhern's job as the presenter. I catchphrase because Stephen Mulhern's not a very good game show host. Can I take his old job when he used to present kids' art TV shows on ITV4? Nah. Because I think <laughs> that'd be more fun. <laughs> you know Stephen Mulhern's a member of the Magic Circle? That's what it was. He was oh, a magician. Mulhern. So yeah, I'll, I'll happily take some Stephen Mulholland skills if you want to give them to me. I'm all right with that. Well, you, I, I was going to say something really nasty there, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. I was going to make a comparison between Mulholland being... Anyway, forget it. Um, Alex, where can we get you on Twitter? It's, it's not really much point. I, I forget on a weekly basis. Yeah, you're meant to be... You're meant to be baboon. You're meant to be millennial, Alex. You're meant to be tweeting all the time and Instagramming all the time and all that, you know? It's not called Instagramming, John. It's called gramming. Oh, there we go. Gramming within a hashtag. And surely all the kids are now talking on the ticket, so... Oh, the, the what? TikTok? The tick. I think she did the, the Twitch. The Twitch, as uh, John called it on uh, the Twitch. <laughs> on the Twitch. <laughs> on the Twitch. Anyway, we've talked enough shite for one day. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to Wrestling After Marks. Until next time, keep marking out. Audio Frontier. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.